Support for WDBX comes from the Neighborhood Co-op Grocery. Neighborhood Co-op Grocery works with Southern Illinois farmers and producers carrying unique local items including honey, bison, eggs, pork, produce, and more. Neighborhood Co-op Grocery open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Located in the Murdale Shopping Center in Carbondale, 529-3533, or online at neighborhood.coop. This hour of programming on WDBX Carbondale is sponsored in part by your membership contributions and by Robco Audio. Robco Audio, supplier of live audio, PA rentals, and DJ systems. Robco can provide sound reinforcement for any application. Robco Audio features the services of the bands Four on the Floor and the Venturis and specializes in live music presentation. Robco Audio and Carbonale, 529-2279. Chillin' with Bob Dylan may contain adult language. It has been censored, so you won't actually hear it, but I still have to warn you anyway, so listener discretion is advised. Lots of Rob's feet on there. This is 2021, or we're chilling with Bob Dylan. Might as well be called Chilling with Bob Dylan. We haven't got around to movies for for, for, for what seems like a, a while now. But uh, it's hey, been a while. Wow, it's been two weeks since you looked at me. And we actually talked about Dylan last week. Whoa, hey, he didn't see that coming. Chicken and a cone, so the cone can grow. Chicken and a cone, so the cone can grow. Hey, it's a, it's, boy, we started out real annoying. My name Coming is in hot. My name's Joseph Again. Again. <laughs> that was uh, the learned man, Doc Warridge, out there. And Doctor. that's the shark out there, Doctor. the other learned man. I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you gave thanks. I hope you were grateful. Uh, I hope you didn't have to go too many places and uh, eat some disgusting food. <laughs> it was good for you. Uh, so, hope you enjoyed that. Back to the grind. Here comes Christmas. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year, right after Halloween, probably. And uh, hey, do you think they'll invite us to the Christmas party this year? Oh, We've never been invited gonna... formally. Well, no, we were at that one. It just happened to be because oh, we boy. were re- recording that episode. Yeah, you made us record on Christmas Eve. Well, well, and well, and it was their fault. They knew we were recording. I think they planned their party, so they knew we couldn't go. We had to just it's always. It always falls same time. Yeah, we it just does. had to. We had to stare through the glass at everybody just having a great time. Until uh, Walter got involved. Hey, right. yeah. Hey, right. speaking of, I heard from Walter. He was a little upset. Oh. Yeah. Well, he didn't want. He he was a little upset. We didn't have him on for our 150. I told him he could uh, perhaps come on uh, sometime and uh, to make up for it. But uh, I don't know. He was. He was. He, there you he go. Didn't, he didn't seem to take to it. He's getting a little big-headed, I guess. Uh, was he still down there doing the Nashville karaoke thing? Yeah, but I don't. I, Jeff, I don't have the heart to tell him. He's a, he's he's been in Nashville, Illinois, this whole time. I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, well, well. He keeps talking about playing uh, at a place by the railroad tracks. Um, he keeps saying it's the only bar in town that has live music. Yeah, I think you so, might be right. So, Bear wrestling like, on Tuesdays. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure he's in Nashville, Illinois. I didn't have the heart to tell him, but uh, he's, seeming, he's seemingly taking up residence at that one bar. Playing well, there you know, on a weekly truth basis. be told, he's probably got a better chance of making it there than he does in the, in the other Nashville. So, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I remember seeing uh, Shark got play such a bar a... in Nashville when I was sixteen. Wow. Um, you were playing on a bar that was right on that main highway that runs through it. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the end of town, and uh, I was there with my family, and I actually drank a beer. I was sixteen, and they didn't say a word to me. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They didn't say a word. No, I, I looked wouldn't. at me and he said, "You can have one." <laughs> and I drank one beer <laughs> sitting there. I nursed that baby like it was going to last me for three hours. <laughs> so I ain't getting rid of it. I'll carry it around the empty can all night if I got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I was, actually. I can't remember if I was desperado or if it was. Well, I just can't remember. But anyway, I, I remember seeing I it. remember the place because I remember we were loading in. Now, mind you, you know, we're we're loading in full Marshall stacks. And the guy's, like, telling us to turn down. It's like, sir, we, we haven't even got our stuff inside yet, you know. <laughs> but they were real animate about us not being too loud, which we were. Uh, and, now, this um, was at the Nashville one, not the Harrisburg one that went to hell in a handbag. No, 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 no. I, I, I remember the Harrisburg one very, very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us will ever forget that. <laughs> no, we played that We played that place in Nashville a bunch, but we stopped playing there because one night they uh, they ended up shorting us on our cash, and, and it turned into a big deal, and, and uh, yeah, so it's, know, not, it's, what, it's been gone the, for 20 years. One it's of not the loudest shows yeah, that I've ever heard, you sure. know, like, sure. I saw Ted Nugent live, sure. Ooh. But one night I saw Eastwood and Kyle play at, uh, I won't say it on here, because <laughs> you want to go back to it. Right. But it was a certain venue local. <clears throat> and then Eastwood had <clears throat> his amp set on like negative seven. Yeah. And Kyle was barely touching drums. And the few people that were there, you know, because it, it, it wasn't very crowded, was enjoying the music. <laughs> you could talk to someone sitting next to you. And then some drunk came in and with her girlfriends and said that they couldn't hear and then they just started like asking eastwood and kyle to turn things down and there there was really nowhere to go except unplug and go go acoustic i guess yeah Um, i remember uh, and and i just remember like looking at both of them kyle's just like playing the drum shaking his head with a smirk looking at me like what what do i do here yeah he's got like towels he had like towels over his drums with uh like playing them with brushes and they were like, yes. can you turn yeah. those down? <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is just a little loud. <laughs> Eastwood's playing like, like um, you know, like a John Prine song, like super soft, evoking emotion. Whoa, 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 let's cut down on the heavy metal here. Let's take it down. This isn't, we don't want to hear Megadeth. You know what I mean? It's up here. No, seriously, Shark, it was ridiculous. Like, it was ridiculous. Oh, I've seen a few of them. And I mean, this was just like a few years ago. This is not like 20, oh, you know, like No, 2000. hell, we had, we had, uh, we were, you know, using modern equipment. This was a, a few years ago at, uh, well, down by where your family lives. And we were playing in this little balcony above like the dining room. Okay, um, okay, yeah, yeah, I know and it, that. It, Just two of us, you know, uh, playing acoustic. And um, 
they, you know, guy, turn down, turn down, you're too loud, you're too loud. And finally, we got to the point where we were literally just playing acoustic and the guy's still complaining at us. And it's like, I mean, there's there's literally no way you could hear anything that we're doing. I mean, and you couldn't, for the last five times you told us to turn down, you couldn't hear anything that we were playing. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know what it was, but it was, uh, yeah, I, yeah, literally everything was off. So who knows? Yeah, I'm having some trouble. I got somebody here. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm back. I'm back on mic, guys. Hey, listen. I yeah, got, are you? Are you okay? I got, uh, somebody. Uh, listen. I, I I've been uh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I don't know how to explain this. Um, some producers uh, on my movie didn't think it made a whole lot of sense, and they they wanted. They wanted to turn some parts in of the movie. They needed a narrator. So I had to bring in a narrator. I couldn't get... I got a pretty well-known name, but he's not the best-known name. But listen, he's, he's here right now. He showed up early. However, the freaking color timers from Nashville, they're on my other computer on Zoom. That's where I ran off to there for a second. It might have sounded like I was peeing. Uh, somewhere that's not, not what that's happened. not at all what you were doing no huh? no no I, I had to run by a sink that was running for a moment and it might have sounded like I had to go pee in a sink I promise I wouldn't but it, I wasn't you ran by that sink really <laughs> slow I did I did <laughs> that it was a, it was a really long sink it's one of those like it's one of those big farmhouse sinks I mean that thing was right right, right. <laughs> Water run right in the middle anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I didn't know you had a farmhouse sink. <laughs> I can't explain it. But anyway, he's here right now, and I, but I got to go upstairs. I got to go back upstairs and talk to the color timer guys. They don't have any other time. I'll be back like in a few minutes. I promise you. But uh, this guy's here, so if you guys could just entertain him for just a few seconds, a <laughs> few minutes, okay. I got to I gotta go, okay? All right, hey, What's Mark. What's his name? Mark. Mark. His name's Mark. Mark, if you want to hang out here, my guys, my buddies are doing a radio show. I know it sounds weird. If you want to hang out here, put the headphones on. There you go. Um, and you can just talk to them. you got a great voice. Uh, you're hired for narration. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, maybe you could, uh, you could just hang out with them. So, all right, all right well, guys, you, I, 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 I got to go talk to these. I don't know if you heard, but they got it looking like an old, an old Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's looking like a freaking Nosferatu or something. All right, I got to go. I, I will be back in a few minutes as soon as I can. I got to go straighten these, son of a, you know what's out. All right, uh, Mark, hang out here. All right, I'll be, I'll be back. Yeah, well, Mark, bienvenidos, and uh, why don't you uh, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Where are my headphones? They're there. My name is Marcus Attenborough. That's what I thought. I, I, <laughs> you may know my dip brother, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> you may also know my other dipshit brother, David Attenborough. But I am Marcus Attenborough. I believe my voice is even better than my stupid brother's voices yet i get none of the acclaim so what are you boys talking about well who who's the oldest what's the what's the order of you three do you really want to talk about my brothers 
Everywhere I go, I wonder the amazement of life, looking upon nature. Of course, my brother gets all the acclaim, gets to travel around the world and see wonders of nature that I only dream of while I sit in my dank apartment in Islesworth, UK. Well, uh, yeah, that's maybe you could enlighten us. Uh, you know, I'm not as familiar with your your well, work. Well, of course, uh, you know, you know yeah. most people know my brother Richard Attenborough. Of course, he's famous for saying, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> when you go on the ride at Universal, he greets you there and tells you exactly how DNA works, and it is scientifically. Correct. <laughs> and then he said his words, Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Thatcher, welcome to Jurassic Park. Good to rub it in. Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Thatcher, welcome to Jurassic Park. I... I tried out for the job, of course. Spielberg went with my brother. He's older. Of course, I sound older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> another job stolen from underneath me by one of my dip brothers. Boy, I just can't stand them. How both of them became famous and I whittle away withering away i should say but perhaps doing independent films for nobodies he's got me out here in this farmhouse uh, as i took the road to the small town of shella i noticed life all around me life decaying uh, life uh, going to a place to die perchance one last hurrah for the old ways before they're buried for good and they fly you, south for the winter. Are you referring to Brexit? I don't know. I'm talking about the area of which uh, this Eastwood fellow lives. I'm talking about this uh, seems to be where hope comes to die. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I, you, know, you, you seem salty about getting, getting roles taken from you, but you're narrating Eastwood's new film. And you kind of fell backwards into that. I mean, you know, how do you respond to the accusation that you're he only here very, because Ron Howard was unavailable? He was. Oh, 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 Eastwood told me he does not like Ronwood Howard, nor do I. He has, of course, stolen jobs from me as well. I don't want to get into that, but life finds a way, thought, as they say. I thought Eastwood loved Ron Howard because of how good he did with the Dark Towers film. I don't know anything about that. If I were to ask him, though, I have a feeling he would perhaps say it was maybe an abortion of a movie and that life did not find a way. Even one of the greatest actors of all time, Idris Elba, could not make that pitiful piece of uh, worth watching, even though it's based off of one of the greatest uh, novels of uh, fiction uh, ever written, perchance. 
But that's just a but guess. That's just a wild that. guess. I do not know. We've barely spoken. I uh, 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 rehearsed some lines from his movie. I talked about nature and my love of the sparrow. My brother, of course, made a movie about hummingbirds. I am trying to make one about house sparrows, but it's not getting uh, the funding that the hummingbird movie received. Nonetheless, so, I'm here uh, in Southern so, Illinois, and so uh, it is a sad, uh, sad <laughs> sight for these old eyes to what I have become here. Uh, is this where I have come uh, to die, perhaps? Like the lemmings that flee to the edge of the sea and uh, report themselves for sure suicide into the icy waters. So I have come to end my career in this indie film that's bound to uh, go nowhere. Are you so a comedian? Or before do you, just you naturally talk like this? So, uh, well, my I just point would, out what yeah. I believe the realities of my situation are and look around me and I take in what I see and I narrate it and that's why I should have gotten my brother's career. Either one of them I would have taken. But here I am, once again, like I said, where hope goes to die. Right. Would you say something like, here I am again on my own Going down the only road. Here I, I am again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known. I should have. Why won't they hire me to narrate movies? I have such a lovely voice. Raised in the Are UK, of course. Uh, my brother John, even he uh, has gotten a job or two narrating. Uh, I have gotten ill work offers from YouTubers who do not pay. They pay in Bitcoin. I do not know what Aniba Shiba is or Bitcoin. So there's another controversial issue surrounding your work in Eastwood's film. And, and I have to ask you about that. It's, I think uh, the real controversy is how did they get in Attenborough all the way across the pond uh, for this indie piece of <laughs> I've seen the dailies. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. There's a reason my brother turned down the role, I'm realizing. <laughs> Uh, he was not even in contention. I found out. They just told me that uh, he was in contention for the role. It's the only reason I took it. I have instant regret upon the plane landing uh, in a place, I believe, called Fairview Heights. Let me tell you, the view was not fair. The view was quite depressing. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Fairview Heights is a rather depressing place. I don't know why it's called Fairview. It's less than fair. The view, the view is quite horrible. It should be called Horrible View Heights. And it wasn't high either. There was no heights to it. It was flat as a pancake, I believe. A flapjack, you Yankees like to call it. Yeah, keep walking uh, with your eyes closed. It gets, it gets I, taller. I have a question, Mr. Attenborough. Of course. I've always heard the British say that there's nothing a cup of tea can't solve. Mm -hmm. So, have you had your cup of tea this morning? Has that helped you, or...? Whoever said that 
didn't have two brothers who were wildly <laughs> successful at the same entire job that you have while you withered away in uh, obscurity doing uh, indie movies in the middle of nowhere. I, I feel like I've been hoodwinked, boys. <laughs> Do you keep your British accent to narrate this film? Because that seems really out of place. Does not me. seem to make any sense. Well, there's there's all but kinds of things me. out of out of place, and that that's that uh, to the heart of my question. I mean, you know, the the narrator character in Eastwood's film is female, so you know, shouldn't we have females playing females I'm, these days? I mean, aren't we to that point? Role. In fact, I've not been quite honest with you. Eastwood is not happy about this. He just he said narration is cheap in movie unless you're Scorsese. You should not have narration. However, I am ADRing all the, the roles of, of Bulldog. I am the new voice of Bulldog in the, in the Wait movie. Wait This voice you're using right now is going to be the character uh, of Bulldog? Well, yes, it is a famous voice made famous by the Attenboroughs. If you hire an Attenborough, you're getting the Attenborough voice. <laughs> Yes, I'll give you a little taste. I believe the opening monologue is something along these lines. Let me think of it here. <coughs> it was simpler in the old days, back before the Valley Wars and the 89 River murders. Uh, there were seven families that ran what we called Warsaw, Illinois. Each family had a boss and, 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 and two marshals, yes. Yes, two marshals it was. Uh, they ran the day to day, uh, and emotions handled all the go-betweens. You see, uh, uh, you know, if you'd been saying that in English, there's a lot of spoilers in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think. Does anyone listen? To, what do you mean spoilers? We're just having a conversation, aren't we? <laughs> well, no, I'm just, it's, it's, I'm just saying it's a good thing that you know all of that was unintelligible. I keep hearing, I keep hearing Eastwood cursing uh, from the upper floor of his uh, farmhouse here. Uh, I feel unsafe uh, in, in his surroundings. Uh, I, 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 I'm, there's lots of birds outside the window. Ah, the flocks of blackbirds, they spin in the air and dance through the sky as they find the remainders of harvest left behind by the loathsome farmer of corns and beans. You know, Robbie, it seems like being British is kind of like being on just a little bit of acid all the time. I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it seems like it brings up paranoia. Um, I was, simply, I was simply I was simply narrating what was happening out the window out the window I saw something it is I saw the blackbirds and I was simply narrating I told you I'm trying to get funding on my own movie about sparrows how sparrows blackbirds would do any type of bird seems like it should sell itself but yet, my brother gets to make them about hummingbirds and peacocks. Would you make one about a grackle? Because I know a guy who's got a song about a grackle. Now, who do you film. know that has a song? Is this someone that we know? Is this someone? Yes. So, okay. So someone in the charts, then. Someone who's, who's yes. uh, had hits. Uh, big numbers, as they say. We need synergy. Pop of the pops, as, as you would say. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this could work, yes, yes. I will do a, a course, I will narrate, a show about grackles. Now, listen, do not by any means... 
please do not get word of this to any of my brothers. I want this to be mine. I don't think your brothers have any idea who the hell we are. Well, you must promise me. Promise me you won't go behind my back and give this to one of my brothers. Because that's what happens every time I come up with a great idea. You think he came up with a a whole movie about hummingbirds? Who wants to see that? No one. I came up with the idea for hummingbirds. Next thing I know, I I call the producers. Uh, Oh, your brother's attached now. Sorry, we won't be needing you. Your voice isn't buttery smooth. And just on the radio his edge like your brothers. You know, we might actually have a little bit of work for you down here now that I think about it. We've got some guys who are trying to put together a new Chupacabra safety uh, film. And, uh, Come again? And, you know, if you'd, yeah, if you'd be willing to lend your voice to that, please, I think it, you no. know, it could be very helpful. Please, come again. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's an update. It's an update on the Chupacabra safety, uh, safety film. The Chupacabra, of course, a uh, creature of myth and legend, or is it? Uh, for hundreds of years, of course, Chupacabra has been seen uh, from all the northern parts of South America all the way uh, to the lower southern parts of the U.S. of A. Uh, the yeah, Chupacabra, that's pretty much where you find them. Yes, an ugly hound dog of a creature. Never uh, evidence has been found of the Chupacabra. However... Eyewitnesses cannot be denied the number of which uh, they speak. I, yeah. I've never heard them speak. Well, they just a little bit. They don't actually talk. They kind of sound like they're talking, you know, like. Well, stuff. boys, I don't know if Not you've like ever heard about uh, Pinewood Studio, but it is exactly eleven o'clock. That means it's time for tea. It was good <laughs> chatting with you, gents, but uh, tea I must have. I'm sorry if this leaves uh, silence a bit on your uh, conversations here, but uh, I see that uh, Eastwood has some, uh, looks like uh, some type of leftover wrapped in, uh, uh, how do you Yanks call it, aluminum foil. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and get in this and have a bit of a tea and a bit of a biscuit here. Enjoy your show. This is Marcus Attenborough. Uh, tell your friends uh, I'm for hire. And don't hire my brothers. I hate him so much. <laughs> Eastwood's coming down the stairs. Goodbye, chaps. Oh my God. That was weird. Hey, yeah, Marcus. Yeah. There's a biscuit right over there, and uh, there's some uh, tea going right there. Awful, dreadful-looking tea, but I shall have it, I suppose. You Yanks don't know a thing about tea. Tea. All right. All right. <clears throat> Oh, hey guys! Sorry about that, man. Those. Hey, did you know freaking, that David uh, Attenborough's least favorite animal is a sloth? Why would that be? I love a sloth personally. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm a big fan of a sloth. Um, I always uh, used to think it would be. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking like real young. Used to I thought it would be fun to have a pet sloth. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that sounds like a nightmare these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a real, real nightmare. Uh, uh, what is you? Uh, oh, he's going outside to sit on the patio. Oh, hey, he's okay. He's okay. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Oh, oh dear Lord, these mutts are going to eat me alive. Please, hi, stand back. Stand back, you mongrels. <laughs> they're, they're not going to eat you. They're both, they're, well, that one's grumpy, but they're, they're, they're fine. Oh, all right, yeah, all right. He's gone. What did you and uh, what did you and Mark? What did you guys and Marcus talk about? Oh, he, he filled us in on his family history. We offered him some work. Uh, discussed the Chupacabra a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you guys. He does not seem that stoked uh, to be involved in the movie. 
Um, well, so, well, we kind of you know, interestingly, we were I got that you feeling. were stoked to have him in the movie. Uh, yeah, I got the feeling he wasn't stoked. Yeah, I'm thinking about seeing if I can get rid of him, maybe, uh, one way or the other. Um, I'm dressing real sexy. Um, I'm oh, hoping, and, and I'm, you I'm might hoping, also want to send Ron Howard a uh, apology note. Just, uh, just uh, you know, yeah, just just do it and have your people do it. And oh, you know, I, you guys know I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ron. No, he made a couple no, 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 of no. But you, you probably ought to still but, just drop uh, him a note, let him know you're thinking of him. You know, be, be hmm. good business, good good politics. Okay. That's that's real weird, but I'm just going to go ahead and blindly say I'll do it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, why yeah. not? Who who will it hurt you sending a nice thank you message to you know, uh, Ron Howard? You know I'm not yeah. a fan of Ron Howard. Uh, you know I have a beef with him. Um, I mean, just send him a good listen, There's no way else. that Attenborough knows anything about my beef with Ron Howard or why that would have came up. So I'm not worried about really? that at all. Yeah, uh, you know, no reason to worry about that at all. Um, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, he doesn't seem real stoked, but here's what I've been doing. I've been dressing real sexy around him, uh, and, uh, acting kind of flirtatious just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping he's gonna, he's, I'm hoping he's going to make a move. He's going to make a move on me and then I can, uh, I can me to him and, and get him fired. That's what I'm hoping to do with that. That's, oh, that's your plan, huh? Yep. <laughs> I want to sell my hike him. Or wait, who was that? Was that Selma Hike? Was that somebody else? It doesn't matter. Um, the movie I can't think of the name of. It's the wrong actress. <laughs> it's the chick that gave uh, Michael Douglas cancer for. Clearly, the, clearly made an impact guy. on you. <laughs> that, that lady. <laughs> I don't know there if you was guys, a chimp in that movie. I don't know if you guys heard what I said. It's probably I, I, heard, I heard enough of it. <laughs> I heard it, and I and I want to say that right now on Twitter is cancel Eastwood. No, no, no. We're trying to cancel Attenborough. We're canceling Attenborough. He's the guy that said that, not me. That's what I was. Uh, that's what that's I was not the way it's looking on on here at all. Oh boy, it's true though. He came out and said it. Michael Douglas like went on a talk show and was like, "Yeah, I totally got this from <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. That's her name. I couldn't think of it." Hey, listen. If you guys don't want to follow the truth, that's cool. Oh no. I don't know why these songs keep coming back to haunt me time and time again. It's like sometimes it's like it's almost like my computer has a mind of its own or it's been hacked. I think I bet it's been hacked would be my guess because remember on those uh, that one episode where we had all those voicemails you were talking about those nerds that hacked your computer. Oh wow yeah I forgot about that maybe they did. I wouldn't put it past them. You think it's them or you think it's the Guy Fox mask people? What happened to those guys? Uh, they were all like, we're going to do stuff. And then they just kind of... Uh, they, yeah, they didn't, did they? Didn't, they didn't do, they anything. do anything. No. Or did they? Yeah, that is strange. Or did they? 
<laughs> right, yeah, right. Dark I think they're behind dun, dun, dun. Uh, Meta, the Metaverse. <laughs> the Metaverse. You got to get in on that Meta, boys. <laughs> well, do you guys want to get into uh, 2010? We can if you want to. Okay. Because I got to tell you here, Marcus I is was outside. shocked. Two, 2010 was a killer year. And then 2011 was famine. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I saw see, a have, feast uh, in 2010. See. 2010, I have I have some weird ones circled in 2010, though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight circled in 2010? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got ten for 2010. And then 2011, not to jump ahead next week, but I have one, two, three, four. I have four. four with, <laughs> I have four with honorable mentions, what I have for the next year. Uh, we can get into it. It's a bit of a weird year. Uh, I've seen some, I see some uh, trends happening in 2010. I don't have any of the stats I sometimes have. Hey, did you guys ever see a... Uh, it's not that great of a show, but the premise is it's called Champagne, Illinois. Have you guys seen that show? I saw that on Hulu the other night, and I didn't turn it on yet. I saw it was a show, and I was like, hey, it's Champagne, Illinois, uh, and I didn't it, watch it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, the, the the characters are highly unlikable. Um, I like I watched some of it because I liked both of those people that were in it, uh, but it's it's got a great premise. But like I said, the the unlikability of the of the leads is kind of like what are you what are you doing why are you making us hate these guys so much um but it's yeah it's guys that like in the early 2000s in champagne their friend gets a contract uh with the and becomes a rap star and they go become his posse and then in 2020 or 2017 he dies and they don't have any money and they have to move back to champagne <laughs> and there's these like spoiled, entitled brats that have just had everything handed to in them Champagne, Illinois. for the last 15 yeah. years back in Champagne. But and I thought like you know I know a little bit about uh, making shows and movies. I thought hey it might be fun. I bet they sent out a B crew to get some uh, some B roll of Champagne. Like it would just be simple. Uh, you know what B roll is? It's between cuts of the show you have the outside of buildings and maybe even drone shots and whatever it might be. Uh, the greatest example, of course, is the cars driving down the road in front of Cheers, and you would hear, and then it would go into side Cheers. I thought, hey, they might have some uh, some shots, B-roll of champagne. No luck. Not not one single shot. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Not not even like of just one drone shot flying over to show you like this is where they are. Like they didn't even yeah, take the time to go the assembly to champagne, hall or something. Kind of bothered me. Answer me this, Eastwood. So the other day I'm watching a rerun of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. and it's the one where Furio <coughs> comes back from Italy, and when they show his plane landing, uh-huh. the Italy the Italia flight. It was some of the most low-grade 1970s footage I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it is oh, horrible. Uh, you know why? And I'm thinking David Chase couldn't come up with a better shot of this coming in. Uh, it's because you, it's because they were probably limited to how close they could get to it. A lot of plane shots are blurry uh, because they have to take basically a wide shot or a telephoto shot and then and zoom blow, it in. and blow it up yeah okay that'd be my guess i mean it looks i mean seriously if you get a chance go back and watch that episode where furio comes home and see it it's insane yeah 
Somebody like uh, Soderbergh does like good plane landing shots because he's not afraid to get in there with a zoom and and try to find the focus. It'd just be a it'd just be a nightmare of finding your depth of field with a zoom with that plane to find it. You'd have to literally find it as it landed. You couldn't really do a test. You know what I mean? Most things I'm surprised right. you can do a test of like where the focus should be. Like, oh, it's here, and then you move to there, and then I focus there, and then I move to here. Okay, I got it. And you kind of set up a little game plan with. With that, you literally just got to wait for the plane and say, I think I got it. I think I'm in the right area. <laughs> but that'd be my guess anyway. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm guessing. I'm new boot guessing. I mean, that's as good an answer as anything because, I mean, you're sitting there watching this in HD. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty beautiful looking. And then all of a sudden, this <laughs> it looks like it's the 1970s. It also it could be stuff, and they zoomed this in. It could really very badly. also well be uh, it could be uh, stock footage that's old oh. and it's not HD that they used. That very true. well could be. A lot of shows used more stock footage than than you think. Um, uh, yeah, what was it? The Incredible. The 70s were just so oh, notorious. I mean, like, didn't the Incredible yeah. Hulk use, like, all kinds of stuff that was from movies? Yeah. And <laughs> What's really funny is my dad will get, uh, he likes to, he used to like to watch these old, uh, the old Tarzan movies from, like, way back when. I think because right. he w- watched them when he was a kid. And uh, he said that in every other Tarzan movie, every time he fights a lion, it's the exact same fight. It's the same it's the exact fight. same shots. <laughs> Just over they, and over again. They got two. They they filmed two they, lion fights you know what, for the the entire series. Do you know another yeah. movie that I think has a bad version of bringing in the stock footage stuff or whatever we're talking about is Godfather. Like when they cut to some of the cars driving through the city, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to use footage from the fifties or something like this. You ah, know what I mean? And it could be, and it doesn't match really well if you pay it attention. Be, to yeah, it. I got to shout out uh, Spielbergies. Uh, his new movie, West Side Story. I don't know. I don't know anything about Spielberg. I don't know if he shoots digital. If he's made a jump, I bet he still shoots film. If I had to guess, right, I've seen two movies in the theater, and I've seen this trailer twice in the theater. Yeah, hey, what are you thinking? I, uh, I'm going to use a Jamie Koppel expression. Uh oh. Oh no. Um, and it's going to be goat ass. Oh no. Yeah. I was going to say I really was going to hand it to him if he used film. Because he nailed the look of Technicolor uh, a film of that time. Uh, it looks like the, the color. Maybe it's just I whoever mean, did color grading here's uh, what I don't did get. a good I, job. I get this guy has a fetish for the 1950s. Sure. But, like, come on, man. It's 2020, dude. Like, do something interesting. Why are you going back and doing this joke from... The, I didn't. I thought the first one was stupid. Oh, not you a fan of West Side like, Story? Yeah, yeah, if I want to read, Rob. if I want to know about West Side Story, I'll read Romeo and Juliet. Right? No, right. no, no. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Maria, I just met a girl named Maria, and that name will never be the same. Oh, West Side Story is good, guys. You're, uh, you guys are showing, you guys are showing your. Uh, We're not saying your... it's bad. We're just saying it's been done. We're saying it's wagon wheel, man. <laughs> yep. What? And I and I like musicals. I have no problem. Like you can't throw me in a genre thing. This is just it's there's no point doing this. By uh, Marino, like a legend of stage and screen. So uh, leave it and, there, man. And she's yeah. Well, well I mean, you haven't. I mean, but I mean, think about it. it. I mean, yeah, are you going to go Hollywood. reboot and pour white trash? 
Somebody, hey, you know what? Somebody, you know what, guys? It, so. I, I've had a, I've had an idea for a film. I'm gonna do this film that came out in the '70s. It's called Jaws. I'm gonna redo Jaws. I think that's hey. what the world wants to see is uh, like Jaws it. again. I mean, I come, like on. <laughs> come on, come on. Hey, here's one. Let's do a movie called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's redo well, that. You know it's going yeah. to be. You know <laughs> the it last will be, one. though. You guys are making fun of it, but it's going to happen. Five years from now, they're going to <laughs> well, remake Indiana Jones. Somebody's yeah, going to get that why. job. It's going to. Yeah. You're going to either be like, "Well, should I take this job because it's going to get made with or without me? Maybe I can make a good version of that thing." No, 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 no. no. You're just going to say oh, I that. Think like, that's it. Well, I'll just work it. I'll just make commercials then, I guess. No, I'm saying you can just keep making your cool movies that are new and original and fresh. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I, see, just, this I, is I what understand this... the theory behind people that say, like, it's going to get made. Like, I, I, I get that. Like, especially if you love something and they're like, well, uh, Paramount's going to remake this. It's on their slate for 2022. If they were going to make a movie that, like, I just absolutely adored. Okay, for instance, if they were going to remake uh, Profunda Rosa, one of my favorite Argento movies, they were like, this is happening. It's going to happen. Do you want it? I would say, yeah, I want it because I love that movie so much. I want to try to make sure that it's going to be done with the right hands. I want to be involved with it so it's done with love by somebody like myself who just adores the original. If it has to be done, then yes, I want to be involved. Do you not, do you not see that point of view from it? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll tell you what I see is I see a pattern of movies that when they're about ready to lose the, uh, the rights that someone owns on it, Oh. People redo the movie to get the rights again to it. That's why you oh, get these well. remakes of Disney that stuff could be. and all this. And I think someone is just cashing in. Someone's like, "Hey, we need to redo this so we can get the rights back to it where it's ours and keep it in from being public domain." Yeah, that might be that's, something. That is my take on this. Yeah, maybe it could be. Makes sense. Makes sense. I like it. Plus, I like where your mind. I like where again. your mind's at. I like the space your head's in. Plus, I'm going to say it again. Come up with something new. Steve, buddy, stop going back to the 50s. It was a shit decade unless you were a white man. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward and do something else. It what was else not, he, it was oh, not yeah, the good old days. Do, uh, he did do, I'm trying to think what else he did during the 50s. Back yeah, to the future? Right, back let's, go, let's go from the 80s back to the 50s? Well, that's, I mean, not really, that's not really him. He was a, a producer. He got it made, but he wasn't really mm-hmm, involved with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's uh, more of the '30s. He's he's obsessed with the the '30s, '40s, World War II. Yeah, leading up yeah, to that, you know. that I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, dude, and I'll understandably, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, he's got you know, it is, a, it is a also personal bothersome. Stake in that. I will say it is also bothersome because he could get anything he wants greenlit. There There's you a problem go. With it, like I there understand a uh, Ty West. Well, he wouldn't do. Uh, uh, he wouldn't do West Side Story, but I understand someone who's like middle ground coming up. Like, I love that movie, like I said, like my point of view, like, well, yep, mm-hmm. if they're going to do Profunda Rosa, I want I want to be involved. I want to make sure it's done correctly. Um, I, I get that point of view. But Spielberg, he could do whatever the hell he wants to, really. See, that's my thing, is like, he could, like, I know you don't like war films. No, I hate I'm just him. using it as an example because you brought it up. Spielberg has the power Rather watch a musical any day. Well, he has the power to tell us potential stories from history that we don't know about, people we should know about, and could, like, celebrate and, and see our culture differently. Just like uh, Munich. Um, and, like he did, just like he, he did in Munich. 
Well, can can you imagine if Spielberg? <laughs> I like the idea of Munich. I wish it would just been more historically accurate. I'm not gonna I lie. Just wanted, I, did I just like wanted the idea of Munich. I just wanted shark to up. shark. <laughs> well, no, seriously though, could you imagine if Spielberg did like like took the Band of Brothers treatment, like you know when they're landing on the beach, right? That kind of yep. realism. And he did something on the civil rights movement and included Birmingham, Montgomery, and Selma. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Where you saw that, you know, where you saw those things happen with the realism. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we yeah. can handle it, frankly. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ, you want to talk yeah, about no. tell a story. Yeah, that's you not going to get greenlit. Nobody wants no, to see that. No, nobody's good. no, but you know what I'm saying? It, it should be. But it's, he could get it greenlit. He could. Maybe. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't. He, I think there's a lot of other reasons it doesn't get made, but. He made color purple. But no, I mean, he wanted to make a musical. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Has he made a musical before? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I mean, no. don't get me wrong. He's an artist. He the dude's earned the ability yeah. to do whatever the hell he wants. I just want. I I just personally think it's a bad idea, and I'd like to see. Him Is do he possibly? You think out? because he has the ability, he has the responsibility. <laughs> and he doesn't. Well, let me let me be. Uh, you know what, Shark? I, I will say you're kind of right about that. But I wasn't even going to say. He has to do like this great idea you came up with, which I think is amazing. I mean, create something, create something cool like he always does. It could be a sci-fi thing. I don't care. The guy's got hmm. an amazing talent. Just create new art. I don't want to see recycled art. <laughs> uh oh. Well, oh, I thought Jeff was going to tell you it was all recycled. All yeah, right, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I, I thought I thought I'd already been there, man. It's all, everything is postmodern. Every story's been told. Hey, Every song's of... been written. It's done. Speaking of recycled, have you? Uh, I haven't watched the second one. Did you ever watch the rest of that first uh, Dexter episode? I finished it. Yeah. And I did not rush to watch the new episode. I can tell you that. Neither did I. It was like it was okay, but it was the most one of the most predictable things I've ever seen. I was just kind of like, all right, that's gonna be that, and that's yep, okay, all right, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, uh -huh. and and I gotta tell you, I love Dexter as a character, and it it wasn't even how the show ended that hurt me or upset me in anything. Yeah. I liked, I hadn't, you know, I lived with it. It is what it is. Sure. But I just feel like I'm watching. Um, I feel like it's like someone like, look, we got nothing left in the bag. <laughs> we gotta make some money. You know those TikToks I send you with a guy who acts like he snorts coke and then comes up with Mad Lib yeah. movies. Yeah, right, right, right. That's what I feel like. You know, someone comes up and snorts some coke. All right, we gotta bring Dexter back. We gotta make some money. So, <laughs> give me a place he can be. Alaska. He's stuck in Alaska. Now, who could be a character that shows up out of nowhere we didn't expect? His son. Got it. You know what I mean? And let's make some money. <laughs> it does seem. A little bit like that. Have you ever finished uh, any of the shows? That I, always nope, ask I still you got four episodes left of Reservation Dogs. <laughs> oh, the vein. And I did. Did I tell you I watched the whole first season of Ted Lasso? Wow, that was good. Is oh, it good? I keep hearing, I keep hearing great things. Wow, uh, it lives up to the hype. It really I need to see it then. To the hype. Hmm. I mean, it is the perfect um, foil for the moment we're living in in history. You know, okay. Ted Lasso seems to believe that no matter what, he is going to keep being kind and good to people, and he doesn't care if that hurts him or the world around him. He ain't changing, <laughs> and it's pretty amazing to watch. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty right. amazing to watch this guy who just wants to be a good person, and he is going to be a good person. And by the way, there is some hilarious shit that happens along the way. It, I mean, really, it is a good show. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I, just have I steered away from it, you know, because it. it's like, dude, when everybody loves something this much, this fast, it, it 
it's often disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of something I can't believe I haven't gotten into, I have not went and seen the the last Bond film. No, I, I have either. not either. And I, I love Daniel either. Craig as Bond, and I have had no desire whatsoever <laughs> to go see this movie. I- I saw yeah. an article the other day that said uh, The Rock uh, is trying to put himself in contention to be the next Bond. It's like, no, no, I love it. Rock, Rock, I love you, baby. Um, do, do Netflix movies with Ryan Reynolds like all day long. That yeah. is fine. I got zero problem with that. Yeah. But, but not Bond, man. I still haven't, seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, and I like uh, Daniel Craig. Most of them were good. There's a couple stinkers in there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. For the yeah. Most but they're movies, really not him. Um, I mean, he he yeah. was a good Bond. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, when I um, heard that they weren't even considering, um, how do we pronounce it? Idris Elba, Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Idris, think he yeah. would be a perfect James Bond, and the fact that people were like, no, I mean, like we can't even consider him. And then I keep hearing Hardy is, is yeah. really high up in the contention. I doubt any of that's true. Don't they want like a young James Bond? They really want another forty-some-year-old yeah. James Bond. If I was to say, you I, think they get I him a franchise know. guy, and you know, because then you only got him for ten years. Bond, uh, Craig's been it for seem, seemingly forever, twenty yeah, years or something for crazy. Minute, man, it was a while when uh, Casino Royale. Yeah, came at least out. like sixteen, yeah. seventeen years. Anyway, that's yeah. wild. It had to be in our. Uh, it was in our list. It was in one of those years. I remember. <laughs> You know, when it came out. I, I'll always say yeah, it. You have way. a hard time beating Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but I'm the same. Liked him. Just have not Casino cared Royale to see it. Came out in 2006. Six. Hell, I okay. bet I bet Pierce yeah. Brosnan doesn't even look any different. I say bring him back. <laughs> I'm just I, I mean, golden eye, man. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't put eyes on on Pierce Brosnan probably since Miss Doubtfire. But I mean, you know that guy's like Rob Lowe. You know he's not aging. He's been in, uh, he's been in some movies. He's good. He's been in a couple movies. He was very good in Matador, I believe, was one of them. Or he'll just uh, de-age him if you can do that to Michael Douglas that convincingly. I, you know, you could easily do it to. Yeah, uh, you can de-age De Niro until he has to kick somebody, and then he looks like a senior. Am I supposed to act hurt down here? <laughs> just I gotta around. tell you, I'm falling down every time I try to kick it. <laughs> he's, got, he's got like a Muppet leg coming up doing the kicking. He's, he's... Can you guys put a walker over here with me and then digitally take it out? <laughs> you know what's Man, bad? Did you guys see? Oh, go ahead, Jeff. The, the Rolling Stones went on tour like when we were in high school, and people were making fun of them then, called it the Steel Wheelchairs Tour. Yeah. And I mean, hell, and hell, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the three of us are like, you know, one on the banana peel and one in the grave. And, you know, and these oh. cats are like just now losing a drummer, but they're like, oh. stop turning. What are you talking oh. about? You're nuts. Eastwood, Eastwood <laughs> yeah. you guys are going to love this. Yesterday, Roger Daltrey was doing an interview, and he said that the Rolling Stones are nothing but a really good blues bar band. Okay. You know, we have to accept that. That's what he said. Mick is probably the greatest lead singer ever. But if you were walking outside past a bar and you heard the Rolling Stones playing inside, you didn't know it was them, you would just go, huh, sounds like a good bar. Yeah, band. Uh, McCartney, McCartney said something like that as well yep. not too long ago. said I, they were just a blues band. And I, I think like, well, if, they... uh, if Mick was really the best at anything, it's probably the best music manager, marketer guy ever. That's what I always hear. Yeah. His marketing genius but, uh, is off the charts. I tell you what, though, like bar bands, they're not playing songs like "Miss You." No. Or uh, like that—that's not blues. That's that's I its own be thing. With you, I think the Rolling Stones, and it took me—I'm forty. I'll be forty-six this year, 
And it's taken me 46 Whoa. years to say that they are one of the most incredible bands ever. Yeah, great. Well, they are, know. man. They're the they are, man. Yeah. And they have, you know, like, uh, they have dude, so they many write, albums they, that they are different. They drop disco and, on you, know. you. They drop yeah. blues on you. They drop country music on uh, you. I mean, like, right? melon- These guys, melon- and they did it all amazing. Amazing. melancholy. Mm-hmm. Like, they, yeah, yeah. They, they, they did yeah, it Yeah, these guys all. can take you down with um, Sister Morphine. Sure. And they play honky tonk woman, and you're dancing your ants, your ass off the very next. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, they hang out with Graham. That's not what happens with the Rolling Stones, and a lot of bands get happened to this, and I think it's a good thing, is they get in a mode, and once you're in that mode, it's real easy to write songs in that mode, and it's also real easy for people to say, well, they all sound the same. It's because you're kind yeah. of writing in a mode. But then they would get in a different mode, like album by album. They would kind of go through different changes and. You know, yeah. I love. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a. I'm a bit. If you ask me, of course. Well, I'm pretty jaded towards them, but uh, Beatles, Stones, absolutely no question. Stones all day, all day. Yeah, I like Stones yeah. better all yeah. day long. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, I, I. It's funny. When I was younger, I, I had all this love for the Beatles, and as I get older, I just the love has dissipated into respect. There is respect. Yeah, oh, they're great. Um, they're phenomenal. But, but uh, no, man, the Stones were the ones who took it to a whole nother level. Well, the Stones are so much more accessible, and the catalog's so much bigger. There's, you know, I mean, you, you can, if you get tired of this, you can move down the road to that thing, and yeah, it's still and the mean, Stones. Like, it's, yeah. I, I feel like the Stones were able to do these great changes of music without seeming pretentious. And it feels like the the Beatles sometimes it was like way too they're trying way too hard. Yes. Yeah. I, right. Right. Can I jump in? I I once met Mick Jagger's brother, oh, no. Frank oh, Jagger, in a meeting uh, for brothers uh, of successful brothers. Um, we have meetings that we go to. Uh, what now? What is this? No, no, no. This is. This is my time. What are you? Hold on now. What is this now? There's some type of music playing. Who's is this? Somebody get this guy's Frank Stallone's number. Whose song is this that's playing? This is very rudimentary and very crude. This is something you boys do often. Seriously, (laughs) is this something that you boys do often? I do not understand what's happening. It's our morning's new portion of the show. I'm here to try to bring some class to this show. Marcus Attenborough. I think this song's trying to bring some ass to the show. Please tell me. Please tell me that's not something that you guys play often. It seemed awful crude. I, I hope it's not something uh, produced by anyone uh, here at this gathering. If so, I would be horribly embarrassed to, to be part of the, this project at all. If, if anyone here had anything to do with that rubbish that Shark, you were playing. Shark, you want to break it down to him? Or? I, I don't that's think okay, I guys, have the heart. Need, no, 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 that's okay, that's okay. Hey, hey, how you looking, big guy? Hey, yeah, let's, go, let's go sit over there. Why do you keep... Keep touching my show, my arm. And for, all right, I'm gonna go back over here and finish my tea. Get your hand, <laughs> off, get your hand off my buttocks. What? All right, all right, all right guys. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get this guy. I'm trying to me too. This guy. It's not working. It's going the opposite. It's going the opposite way. <laughs> it's backfiring on me. 
it's too, it's too me and me. Oh boy. Well, I have a really funny story about booby booby boobies. I'm not sure if I should tell or not. Um, but uh, uh, maybe I should. I, I thought I found it quite funny. Uh, my mom apparently had listened to the show in a long time, and apparently she listened not too long ago. And she said, "I listened to your show the other night. It was pretty fun." But uh, at the end of it, the song came on, <laughs> and it was about she uh, she was about boobs, and this guy it sounded like you, but it was a it was like a rap song. It was the she said it was the worst song I ever heard in my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Like well, that's what I, that's actually what I was going for. So yes, thank I'm you. I'm trying to. I don't know if she understood. It was like all was recorded to be bad, like purposefully. Like yes, it's supposed to be. That's the joke. Like it's. Right, I that's like it's yeah. It's literally supposed to be the worst song you've ever heard. So yeah, so it's like I guess I succeeded, but she was yeah. so confused. She was like, "It came on after your show," and I was like, "I know, I put it on there." <laughs> it's like I made I'm that the, happen. It's I'm like you did that on purpose. It. It, it literally, like the show, Robbie had played it like for a second in the show, and the show was not long enough. It was that you know I needed like an extra minute or something. So I just put uh, put the song on there, so you heard like the first two verses or something. You <laughs> played it out. <laughs> played out, yeah. Apparently, <clears throat> I should not have done that. Hey, it's uh, oh boy, it's close to my favorite time of year. It's coming, and we got to get out of here. I uh, hope the Attenborough guy didn't know you too much. We'll be back here next week. See you, everybody. Adios. Later. Support comes to you from your membership contributions and from Alto Vineyards, Southern Illinois' oldest winery. The Renzaglia family celebrates 30 years of winemaking in the Shawnee Hills with an anniversary event September 14th through 16th. Alto Vineyards features a tasting room with upstairs vine deck in Alto Pass, 25 minutes from Carbondale on Highway 127. Weekly events and information online at altovineyards.net. Support comes from Soundcore, offering new and used audio video sales and service as well as rentals of PA equipment, lighting, projection screens, and more. Soundcore also offers event services for productions, staging, weddings, and DJs, as well as media conversions and backups from analog and digital formats. Soundcore at 122 South Illinois Avenue. Open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and weekends 10 to 6. More information by phone at 457-5641 or online at soundcoremusic.com. I'm Walter Green, supporting Women for Change of Carbondale. We invite you to take the challenge and be a part of our 9,000 by November challenge to activate voter participation, to register to vote, and to pledge to vote in the March 20th primary and the November 6th general elections. Remember, your vote is too precious to not count. More information online at womenforchangecarbondale.org or on Facebook. Take the challenge, and we'll see you at the polls. This hour of programming is supported in part by your membership contributions and by Crane Printing on the Square in Marion. Crane Printing offers custom printing for t-shirts and apparel, posters, photos, CD and album artwork, promotional materials, and more. Crane Printing, open Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., 993-6987. 
Support for WDBX comes from the Neighborhood Co-op Grocery. Neighborhood Co-op Grocery works with Southern Illinois farmers and producers carrying unique local items including honey, bison, eggs, pork, produce, and more. Neighborhood Co-op Grocery, open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Located in the Murdale Shopping Center in Carbondale, 529-3533, or online at neighborhood.coop.